Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network, where we believe that the best way to understand ourselves and each other is through the media we care about. I am one of your co-hosts, Link, and I am joined by Laura. Hey. And Josue. Hello. Hi, guys. Um, Hi, Link. I'm so excited to talk about this topic today. Um, I recently watched Netflix's new season of The Ultimatum, colon, Queer Love. Uh, It is a reality TV show about relationships. The premise is a couple comes in where one couple, one member of the couple has given a a marriage ultimatum to the other proposed to me or I'm leaving and they go on this show and they (laughs) date other couples and uh, pretend to be married for a couple of weeks and then reunite with their original partner who they gave the ultimatum to have a pretend marriage with them for a couple of weeks and then at the end they decide if they're actually going to get married to each other or break up or potentially date one of the other people that they dated. Uh, it is, as I would uh, academically refer to it as, a uh, hot dumpster fire. And I <laughs> love it. And it was, I watched the first season of The Ultimatum, which was straight couples. But this season is about sapphic couples. So women and uh, non-binary people. Um, truly a joy. Um <laughs> The, all the, the drama you're episode, looking for I, the f- whole first episode i was screaming like who thinks this is a good idea to solve your fucking problems <laughs> it is <Ooh>. truly <laughs> antithetical to uh building a healthy relationship to put yourself into a um eight to ten week filming production <laughs> that <laughs> uh you're still having to live your regular life but also uh you're going on extravagant dates and uh drinking a lot and trying to maybe fall in love or figure out what you're missing from your relationship and doing and then, all this introspective work and um and they can't f- talk to anybody about what happened on the show for at least a year <laughs> yes that i think that is an important thing to touch on right at the beginning this show was filmed in the beginning of 2021 and it didn't come out until uh two months ago um so there is a uh, fair gap there. They did also record a reunion episode uh, in January of this year. So like two years out from when they did it, they did the reunion episode. And then several just six months out from that is when the episode started coming out. So I imagine uh, that was quite uh, the experience for the people who actually were on the show. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about reality tv sort of in general um focusing more on like the romance love and relationship reality tvs shows not so much the like survivor ones but um or other competition ones but uh also more specifically on this particular show one because there is not a lot of queer rep in reality tv uh i did watch another show on I think I watched it on Hulu and it was called Love Trip Colon Paris. Um, And that one was for American women who were straight, bi, pansexual, and lesbian. Um, And they went to France and moved into a, a beautiful apartment building and then all these hot French singles moved in (laughs) and they dated each other. Um, Truly wild. Uh, The height of that one was one woman got another woman's name tattooed on her knuckles. And I truly thought I would never recover from that. Um, But then I watched (laughs) the Queer Ultimatum (laughs) uh, (laughs) reunion episode and I was like, no, actually, this is the craziest thing I have ever seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Whew. Um, so yeah, what, let's start with like, what are your guys's familiarity with watching like relationship reality TV? Uh, have you watched other shows before? Is this absolutely not your bag? Like, where are you guys coming from? 
I love reality TV. Um, or I, I used to watch a lot of it. And Nina doesn't like it. So I don't watch a lot of it unless she's not around to watch it because it stresses her out. I love it. I'm focusing on other people's problems, not my own. At least it's not that bad. <laughs> like, um, But I was hooked on The Real World, which it's even though that one is like people living together, it's all about relationships and who's hooking up with who and who people are hooking up with outside the house and bringing into the house. Um, I watched a lot of The Real World back in the day. Um, and mostly a lot of MTV, like, and VH1 reality shows, like, um, Sh Shot at Love with Tila, uh, Tequila. I was just gonna say, I think that was, like, one of my first ones that I ever watched. I was obsessed. Which truly sets a scene. <laughs> I was obsessed with Danny Campbell. I was obsessed. I have met her twice, um, at different clubs, um, that she came to do appearances at. Um, I have a... Curve Magazine, which is a lesbian-owned magazine, uh, signed by her in it. Um, I have a t-shirt that says Team Danny on it, uh, still. It's a relic <laughs> of the early 2000s. Um, and there was a joke that, like, with my friends, that, you know, she was a firefighter in Florida, still is a firefighter in Florida. Um, we were like, let's find out which firehouse she's at, and then we'll just leave a trail of fires from there to California so that she would meet me. <laughs> um, yeah. So obsessed with reality TV shows. And that was the first time I had someone like me on a reality show. Um, I mean, there were other queer people on the real world, but like this was like the focus of the show yes. was, was her. So, and then, of course, I watched this. Uh, and uh, I am obsessed now with the ultimatum queer love. Um, yeah, I binged. Like I rewatched a few episodes because I had to. I missed parts of it, but I binged uh, like six episodes Monday night. So yeah, uh, I, I love it. It's great. <laughs> what about you, Josue? I also watched like the MTV stuff right it's like survivor and real world and road rules it's like mm -hmm. it was like oh what's this <clears throat> after that i've never really watched anything and i don't know when this happened but i also don't watch sports anymore because i i don't like watching people live their lives like for me sports <laughs> is like for me sports is like oh these people are just doing their job plus they're getting paid so much money i mean whether they're paying getting paid a lot or or, or not i'm like I'm just watching somebody do their job. Um, I love a good, um, what is it? Uh, like slam dunk competition. I like highlight reels. I like admiring um, superhuman acts of <laughs> physical um, activity. But uh, reality TV is is very much more like just people living their lives. And I know how produced it is. I know how unrealistic it can be because of how like things are set up like like the setup for the ultimatum is so so absurd it's a i i was like you lara when i was watching the first time i was like, what? I was like in what I, way does this make sense what way what, 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 what way would you agree to this <laughs> i can get giving someone an ultimatum like there are plenty of people on this show in their 30s that want to have kids like i get it you you it's the the whole think shit or get off the pot. Like, okay, that makes sense. But like this experience, what what Look, is and, and it gonna do? <laughs> I even understand that there was like a group of people in a room who, you know, with a random number generator came up with an idea for a show or thought that it was a good idea. <laughs> but the fact that people sign up for it, right? This, like mm -hmm. I have so many questions. Like this is a spin-off of Netflix's Love is Blind. I don't know if that I never watched it. Clarifies yeah. anything to you, but this is this is technically a third ring out from there. Um, gotcha. so this is this is like people really responded well to that reality TV. What if we put a little twist on it and make it even yeah. wilder? The people are going to watch it and they're right. I am going to watch it because I want to see what what madness will happen in front of me i again I, I don't know how much they get paid i don't know why any Probably of them thought not enough 
at the beginning, I was like, yeah. there's no way that any of these couples will end if up together. If they don't together. get paid and also get like 10 years of therapy <laughs> covered, it's not enough. <laughs> well, um, I mean, w- one of the reasons why I don't like it is because the the way that those that, that a reality TV show is exciting is if there's drama. Mm-hmm. And if you have a villain and you have, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And so someone may not be that bad, but if you only show them being a particular way, which is easy to do because you're editing 95% of the footage that you got and you're you're being very selective. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. I don't like that mm-hmm. portray- just like just like when you do a documentary, like you you're biased and you tell the story that you want to tell. Here, Absolutely. like I know what's the angle, so I can't I don't feel comfortable watching them. Um, I would never agree to be on a on a reality TV show. And the idea of solving it just again, like I've 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 read of people who are like, oh, let's pretend to be in a couple so we can go on this like on the couple's version of Road Rules or some other show or something like that. Like I get I get that type of stuff, but like the fact that anybody agreed to this show, that's what I think. Like the 10 people mm-hmm. who were there. And how many couples were disappointed that they didn't get selected? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, um, yeah, we can talk about like what happened in the conclusions and all that. But I, um, so, so what I did was, right, I only watched the first episode so I could see the premise. And then at that point, I mean, you know, I'll watch anything for GT. But uh, I was, I was invested enough where I was like, I just want to know what happens. <laughs> I want to see the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see the, I can't, I can't, even that first episode was uncomfortable. Yeah, to, it was. <laughs> to be fair, you watching the first under an hour episode and just over an hour last episode, like two hours, is statistically insignificant compared <laughs> to the 10 episodes that are, you know, around or under an hour each and the f- like 40,000 hours of filmed content they had. Yep. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It's very manufactured. Like that is absolutely like very important to remember that these are real people and you are seeing a very manufactured piece of them. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm there for the drama. I want the drama. <laughs> That's why I'm watching. And so it's like I've definitely had some like internal like moral quandary of watching like any reality tv because i didn't watch it when i was younger because i didn't have cable or it, it wasn't a choice i just didn't have it um and then i watched that tila tila tequila one and the the guy from poison he did one he did one after were, Flavor Flav did they one. They were like on. I didn't watch the Flavor Flav one, but the it Flavor Flav one was amazing. It was, was so that bad. era. It was probably like two thousand six, two thousand seven. No, that was probably two thousand eight. Um, but like, I watched a little bit then, and then it's like didn't really watch any reality TV for a long time. And then more recently, I got back into it, um, watching stuff on Netflix. Mostly because I have a group chat with a couple other friends who also watch it. And so it's just like a social thing for us all to be like, oh, my God, did you watch that episode? Did you see what they said? What a bitch. How dare they lie out the sides of their mouths like that? Like, oh, my God, can you believe the host said that to their faces? Is like that kind of engagement is very enjoyable. Um but yeah, it doesn't um it doesn't feel great to watch some of these reality shows and reconcile the fact that like these are real three-dimensional people who have lives and families and friends and social groups and work and you know months or years later this content is being pushed to as many people as possible and it's just like that has got to be really harrowing to deal with. Mm-hmm. Which again, like you said, Josue is like, I would never put myself in that position, but these people are signing up for people, it. <laughs> people are different from me and they have different values <laughs> and different interests. And from their perspective, this was a, a valid life choice for them to make. And so it's like, mm. um, especially around the relationship stuff, because that feels like it's, clo- it's closer to the heart than like okay. doing a silly little jungle gym challenge on you know, a competition reality show. Look, 
we can cut this out of the episode because it's not really relevant, but I'm so curious about if they issued the ultimatums before or after they were, they were like on getting on the show, you know, like the prerequisite it's like, well, I already issued an ultimatum. Oh, look, there's a casting call for a reality show. And I just did that. So why don't we go? Or was the casting call like, Hey, are you in a relationship? And like, you feel, you know, like, you know, you want to move it forward, but it's not moving forward, blah, blah, blah. You come in and they're like, okay, if you want to go on the show, you have to issue the ultimatum. You have to. It definitely like feels like. Well, that is obligated. the premise of the show and they already had a season of it. So <clears throat> I, but, I but like, think do these couples, yeah. I finding mean, did they... five couples that fit that criteria would not be that difficult within mm-hmm. a place like, say, LA. Um, but I do suspect that some of some of the couples were like, I've given this ultimatum three or four times and I just haven't actually pulled the trigger. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. This yeah. feels like the absolute final push here. And then there are definitely other couples who are like, do you want to get married? I don't know. Well, do you want to go on this show? Like, that could be a fun experience for us. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, I, I think it probably runs the gamut there. There's also probably instances in which people, uh, casting directors are like, hey, I met you at that party that one time and I just think that you have the uh, the face and personality for TV. Do you have a partner? You don't? I'll put you on the show that's getting a partner. You do have is, a partner? I'll put you on the show that's about getting your partner to marry you. I was like, oh, right. okay. Does reality TV have recruiters? Like, is that, yes. a, is that a job? That's Absolutely. your title? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One hundred percent. I used to watch a a YouTube channel back in the beginning days of like vloggers and shit. Um, uh, AJ Stacy, who is Ask AJ Anything on pretty much everything, uh, now has a podcast. And for a while, she applied to like every reality show she could. Except I don't think there were that many dating ones. She was on RuPaul's Drag or Drag You. Um, once uh and yeah it was yeah just apply 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 and see what sticks that's what people do yeah yeah i'm just just thinking of the recruiter piece where it's like like sure if you want if you're looking for talent you know for for ncaa you go to high school games you know that you hear people like, like where do you go for the reality tv stuff like do you- bars <laughs> the queer bar <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah well thank you for answering those questions for me we well, can continue no this one you go hang out in a couple's therapist's office <laughs> all right all right, all right. Uh, lara as a as a as a marriage and family therapist would you ever recommend this as an intervention <laughs> absolutely not well However, asterisk if you are trying to end a relationship yeah that's one way <laughs> to do it uh yeah i mean we're gonna talk about a lot of the things but spoiling the end of this show like there is at the very end of it only one couple survive once i got i gotta say right so 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 there are five I, couples yeah 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 three of, I, them, I would, three of them three of them broke up one of them i just want to say yeah i I just want to acknowledge right that like the person right without saying which couples right like there were like you said like there's three that didn't make it two at the end of the uh the show that are like in but then at the very end very end right that moment so the show like camera fades to black and then they let you know that one of the couples is no longer together whoever did that is a genius is Mm -hmm. a genius like that was that was like just just <laughs> title card black screen yep. white text is just yep. like this couple broke up the marriage is off and then i <laughs> immediately like, started yeah. googling stuff about all of these people yeah the, and the one couple that is together still and, and that is current to like today um they are engaged but are not married so <laughs> well and that, truly, and that couple has a lot of complicated reasons why they absolutely might not be married 100 percent um yeah yeah so not a great hit rate this is honestly my watching several seasons of love is blind at this point and uh it's hosted by nick and vanessa lachey famously married to each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And they do, you know, all of the promos. It was like, we're going to find out through this social experiment if love is truly blind. And I'm like, based on the data that you have set before me, the answer is a resounding no. (laughs) (laughs) What is the premise of Love is Blind? I've never watched it. They take a bunch of singles and they put all of the girls on one side of the building and all the boys on the other side of the building. And in the middle of the building are these little like soundproof booths that they go into and they have blind dates in that they literally cannot see each other and they all date each other. And then at the end of like seven to 10 days, they propose to one another without seeing each other is like, will you marry me? Uh, And then they get to meet in person and then they get to have a pretend honeymoon and then they get to have a pretend live together and meet each other's families. And then at the end, it's like they have a they have a wedding and they go up on the altar and then they tell each other like, yes, I do or no, I'm out. Um, Spoiler alert, most of them don't. (laughs) Um, It's wild. Uh, but yes, it is it is really cool to see like when people are not allowed to make snap judgment about each other's aesthetics and physicality, um, that they are much more open to having conversations and talking about things and being more vulnerable with each other, which is really cool to see. But it is so ironic to me that even in this extremely explicit like you are dating to try and find somebody to marry they still will avoid conversations that are so vital to have before you get married and it is so funny to me to be all like we fell in love without seeing each other it's like well you've both said that you want kids um what happens when uh there's like a fetal abnormality and you need an abortion how do you feel about that have you ever talked about it and they're like no no you never nobody talks about abortion it's like i think you need to i think you need to have that conversation before you get married um shifting back to (laughs) ultimatum that was one of my complaints is that this was about you know queer women queer people sapphics talking about wanting to be married and they talked about you know wanting to have that sign of commitment that was like the big thing that all of them were talking about is like i want to be i want to feel chosen and that whole thing none of them and this was shocking to me none of them mentioned that there are extremely valuable legal benefits to Mm -hmm. being married um i don't it's a much bigger conversation about how i feel about that but the fact is, is you're talking about sapphic couples lesbian couples there are benefits to being married. Um, Who 10 years ago could not get married. Yes. <laughs> and, and one of the major pushes to allow gay marriage is that people were not able to see their loved ones when they were in the hospital dying because they didn't have the legal right to do so. And it's like marriage gives you that legal right. And it's like none of them t- like talked about baby stuff and IVF and adoption and those things, which are all very important. But I was astounded that nobody brought up, like, I want to get married so that if I get in a car accident, you can make medical decisions for me. It's like, nobody brought that. I was like, what? What? It's like, that's That is one of the number one reasons that people, back when we were fighting for for same-sex marriage, like, that was the Big, that was one of the biggest was, arguments. That was the big one. Yeah. Uh, being able to buy was... houses and stuff like that. I assumed that probably they did have those conversations okay. and they okay. were and edited out. Yeah. But yeah. I was yeah. like even like little like a single blurb mention of it. I I, I was waiting. I was like, when is it going to? It's going to come up at some point. Right. It's like episode three. I'm like, it's got to come up by episode three. And it's like episode eight. I'm like, how have they not talked about this yet? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. They're yeah, just not they definitely gonna. brought up they definitely brought up babies several times and I mean that's something that people are still fighting for in many states. You still have to adopt as the second parent even if you do IVF and, and things like that. So yeah. Link, are you are you upset because it was an opportunity to like advocate for a topic or remind people of a topic and, and I think it wasn't, given that just, this is one of if not the first fully queer 
dating, not dating, but well, it's kind of dating, reality show. Yeah. Uh, And this is an opportunity to educate people. And like that, it's, that's what it did is like, this is, here are five sapphic couples. Here's what their lives look like. Here's how their relationships work. Here's how they relate to their parents and their friend groups, their dogs, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like to not touch on what I feel is of important part when you are discussing marriage, which to me is like the legal aspect is important. That's the value behind it it, it, more so than the commitment ceremony because you can just do that. Um, (laughs) That's the other thing I wish somebody would just walk in on the, the episode one and just be all like, hey, by the way, like we're offering commitment ceremonies out back if you want to skip all this. Um, well, well, we'll just I mean, do a hand the- fasting. It's fine. Um, but I just feel like it was a missed opportunity because there are people yeah. for whom they they do not know the queer people in their na- neighborhoods. They are not related to anybody that they know is queer. They don't have access to this kind of information. And if you don't seek it out, like watching reality TV, that's all you're going to have as information. And so it, it bummed me out that they didn't talk about what I feel is such when you were talking about queer relationships and marriage i feel like that legal aspect is so valuable to touch on and it's such recent history um Mm -hmm. so it sort of bummed me out that they missed that opportunity to talk about it um they did discuss at one point mel mentions insurance and health insurance yes putting and putting yoli on insurance and i was surprised how easy mel made it seem like we're good. Let's just put Yoli on insurance. That is not something you can just do. You still have to be married or have a domestic partnership in most situations to put somebody on your insurance. So or, in- or if it is the employer's like policy, policy mm-hmm. and they're loose about it, it's like, that's great until you're not working there anymore. Exactly. It's like, ooh, that's now it's a problem again. It's like, yeah, that I yeah, I just feel like it was it was a missed opportunity to actually talk about that stuff. Again, statistically, some of these couples did actually talk about that. They just didn't show it no, on the it show. Wasn't but on the show, yeah. I wish they had. <laughs> it's. I mean, every time we talk about like representation, right? We 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 look at these like we put so much pressure on that representation. We're like, this is the this is the first one. You got to cover all the major points. What are you doing? So I agree. I agree with that. But, but it wasn't until I mean, again, I only saw two episodes. But like, what is the difference? between a domestic partnership or marriage right it's 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 those things right because Mm -hmm. they were all already living together yes right two two to five years these couples had already been established so yeah yeah so so and, and like you said oh the commitment ceremony right like that means something to some people but the truth is like they had already committed to like they were in relationships. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like love is blind where it's like you're just meeting somebody. Like they've been there. They've had these very difficult conversations about let's get married. You know, let's do it. So I I agree with you. That is thinking back yeah. on it now. It is weird that they didn't talk more about why mm-hmm. or that there were the different reasons. I mean, why. they did, but almost all of them were more like talking emotionally where it's like i want i want the symbol of our relationship i want the commitment i want you to prove to all of our social group that you choose me and it's like that's absolutely important in a relationship the emotional stuff is very important but when you are doing a show specifically about marriage I want you to talk about what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, now I'm upset about it too. <laughs> well, they also, they also the, there were some people who it wasn't necessarily the emotional piece. It was more about marriage and kids. And they wanted to get married before they had kids. And it does make it, you have a lot more protections legally if you have children together as a queer couple, if you are married. Um, and I don't know if they touched on that, but that was a thing, like marriage and then kids um there is also just like generally speaking so much pressure on couples to do the uh what is referred to as the relationship escalator where you do you do the step you you start dating you become exclusive you move in together you get engaged you get married you Mm -hmm. buy a house you have children 
and then mm-hmm. you've won it life. That was sarcasm, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's but like, it's a thing. It's a I, w- thing. I would like to think that queer people don't foist themselves onto the uh, relationship escalators as frequently as cishet people do, but it's inescapable. We live in a society. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely people where it's like, well, we've been living together for this long. We should be married. It's like, well, any yeah. any other reasoning there? Or just it feels like you're on a timeline. Yeah. And then Mal brings up the like, well, I need to have all the money now to do all those things. To just hit it one right after the next. Like, and that you're never going to have that much money. No one's going to have that much money. It was money. actually really funny. But that That's- one I can really relate. Like that that one, like I, mm-hmm. I've said, that yeah. those words have mm-hmm. come out of my mouth. I'm like, there's no way that I would put myself in this position unless all of these other things are in place first. Yeah. And more for like kids and like different, like, oh, I'm going to buy a house. No, no. Like I need to be making this much money before I do something like that. Just, and, and I, I don't know, that comes from, you know, trauma and, 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 and your past. You're like, no, my parents were really stupid because yep. they did this without this or or I needed this as a child and I don't want to do that for someone else. So I'm glad that they brought that up too because that's like a real... Yeah. It was- and I'm glad they brought up in the reunion the fact that queer people have to do more planning than yes. cishet people. Yeah. Planning yeah. around children and planning... <clears throat> I mean, it was mostly surrounding children, but there's so many more things we have to think about before we can even start a process. Like... Straight couples can just accidentally have a kid and then the things can happen out of order. But with but with us, it's like, okay, well, we have to figure out, do we have the money for IVF? Do we do that? Do we adopt? We How do we do things? Do we, what kind of process? And in some ways that's better. In some ways that's great that we're thinking about these things, having these conversations. But also it's a lot of pressure. It's and a lot of pressure functionally to to it takes more that. time. Which mm-hmm. means that if somebody wants to carry <laughs> the baby themselves, it it requires a lot more uh, planning, strategizing. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I am glad that they did mention that, but it was funny that it was in the reunion. It was in the reunion. Where they the finally reunion. said it explicitly. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I can't imagine, right? Like, so so, let's just assume that everybody on the show. Is had a, com- a version of this conversation, right? And then the editors are like, mm, "Let's only talk about Ray's version, like like what she wants to do because she's thought about it more." Or let's talk about this one, right? It's like, how do you, again, like we, we we make all these impressions, like we we have all these assumptions about the about the people on the show. Um, like I don't know if this turns out that way. Um, oh, I guess I do. But like in that first episode, I'm like, oh, they're making Vanessa out to be like this, I hated this her horrible. From the second exactly. I heard yep. her open her mouth. I, yep, yep. Mm-mm. But it's like, no. but it's, but it, but like it was easy to 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 make her that right from the very from the very beginning. It's like we're only gonna do this. This is like she, I, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. this okay. This is another thing that I that bothers me about about um, or another reason why I don't watch reality TV. Because I was almost going to talk, and I'm stopping myself, but talking about Vanessa the way I would talk about a Batman villain in a in, in a comic book, because I forget that that's a real person, right? As much of, as it is a caricature of them through editing, mm-hmm. and and possibly even her own, like she she may be playing a character as well. That's still a real person, and I don't want to see. And I I get the appeal, I get the appeal of the shows, right? Like having a villain hating a, a person, it's like everybody it brings it brings people together it's it's interesting because it's interesting (laughs) because in the reunion she admits like barely but she admits (laughs) that she did these things that it was not good um and that version the version of vanessa that was portrayed to us um which might only be a certain percentage of her, but is still there. She still did all those things and said all those things. Is not a good person and not a person that I want to be around. Um, and that I would actively want to get out of my life. Um, yeah, but that is that version of her. Maybe not the whole picture, but at the end, it seems like she admits, like, I, I may have learned I think some she things. legitimately mm-hmm. showed some growth. Um, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just because it was um, paired with 
the uh, reveal that I feel like will probably cover the rest of our conversation here. Um, in the reunion, one of the couples, uh, Tiff and Mildred, who came in together, Mildred gave the ultimatum to Tiff. Um, they had a very contentious relationship that in the beginning episodes was very clearly like they fought so much, but they had really great sex. So they kept getting back mm -hmm. together um, at the reunion. Mildred reveals very nonchalantly that she got arrested for domestic violence for mm -hmm. throwing things at Tiff. And it was awful. It was awful. Awful to watch. Um, they didn't mm -hmm. give any trigger warnings on the episode, which, uh, fuck you, Netflix, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, and then they didn't do any closure after that reveal. They just let her say that. Tiff got really triggered, ended up leaving completely. Because she was gaslit in that just right episode. in front of everybody. It was awful. <laughs> awful to watch and all the reactions all the faces was just like whoa whoa yeah. whoa um, what's I, going on i truly here? think it is abhorrent that netflix allowed that to happen um mildred should not have been allowed back i have seen i have seen things similarly happen in like real world reunions and things like that however i mean, that mean the was show real world the the real world yeah show real show. world okay the, the reunion specials that they have at the end yeah. of the show um where they bring everybody together and they talk about all the dirt that happened. I will see things like that come up. And MTV did a better job <laughs> of stopping and having a conversation about it. Or like they still would take the camera and follow the person and whatever and kind of harass them a bit. And it was before trigger warnings on things. Um, and it was, but better job. I think. In the situation, if it were in a real world show, Mildred would have gotten confronted by the host and been like, what was that? Like, <laughs> oh, we can do a fun little segue into the host. The host for this season, uh, not Nick and Vanessa, famously married Lachey. Um, they instead had a new person come on to host this. And it was a straight woman who seemed incredibly uncomfortable surrounded by sapphic people. <laughs> like, mm hmm truly uncomfortable um not mm -hmm. a great choice you guys netflix wait what were you thinking but yeah mm -hmm. it's it's extra upsetting to me because on a previous season of love is blind um one of the contestants had done shitty stuff like he was not a nice person he didn't do domestic violence but they did not invite him back he was not at the reunion and then they all got to spend some fun time shitting on him which i enjoyed but um uh, it's like clearly like Netflix knew Netflix. There's no way Netflix didn't know about this. So the fact that they, brought, they probably had brought the them police report <laughs> both on and had this confrontation and then didn't offer any sort of support to Tiff or to the rest of the contestants that had to witness this and just sit there because cameras were on them and they're not they're not supposed to leave. So it's just sitting there. It's like they didn't do any sort of support for that. Um and then, and then the episode just ends, and they don't talk about it. I'm, like, so upset about that. It was truly the, appalling to me. The one thing I appreciated was Sam got up and walked out and followed Tiff and gave them a hug and some, like, reassurance. And the one thing was the producer was like, okay, let's at least get you inside because it's cold out here and you shouldn't be out here in the cold. Um that is all they did for Tiff. I'm sure off the scenes there was like, hey, why don't you come back inside and come back to the show? But we don't know if that happened. Yeah. Um, the thing with Mildred was, yes, I didn't like her that much on the show, but she was a surprise villain. Like, exactly. Yes. She Early was on, like, the editing was like, I don't really like this per I don't think I would choose to spend time with like, her, but she it seems it fine. More mutual. It sounded like a mutual argument. And like, even with her relationship with Ozzy, like, I also didn't like Ozzy. <laughs> I didn't like either of them in that situation. So, but I did see her and I was like, okay, this this doesn't feel right. But like, I wasn't like, oh, she's going to start throwing pet gates at people and stuff like that. Like, that's rough. Um, and she just gaslit Tiff the whole time. It was, it was painful. 
I I think there is something to be said that the reason that Netflix let this happen is because it's sapphic couples and the femme presenting woman did domestic violence on the mask presenting non-binary person Mm -hmm. and if it had been the other way I don't think that they would have let Tiff come they would have kept Mm -hmm. her off and because it was a femme presenting woman women who commit domestic violence are not treated the same way as men and Mm -hmm. I I think that that is a huge part of it and I um don't like it um (laughs) it's real shitty it's real shitty i do i don't like the way netflix handled it i do like that there is a chance for us to talk about yes domestic violence in um queer relationships kayla and i have talked about it on our um on the episode where we talked about our kids on brooms game where we don't talk about interpersonal harm in relationships with queer people especially women um and so it was somebody's first experience of like oh shit a femme girl can do that um and wasn't great tiff didn't deserve that nobody deserves to go through that to have to educate people i'm i'm hopeful that someone learned something (laughs) yeah so when they brought it up in the last episode in the reunion episode i i it never occurred to me that they were referring to something that was actually shown on the show. That wasn't shown on the show. That oh, it was, wasn't shown that on was, the show. That uh, was no. in between oh. the 2021 up. filming and the 2023 That's what I January thought. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I thought. But it may, I, I thought made, you were saying that, like, I mean, were, it definitely showed them fighting, it. and it was uh, heated, and arguing, but it was heated arguments and yelling. Um, mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, 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 okay. Not okay. even. I don't even think it was like like physically like threatening like getting in each other's space i don't think i remember any of that but it was it was verbal and um yeah it it is it was a wild the way she does it in the reunion is just like oh yeah and i got arrested and they took my engagement ring and i never put it back on making it about her and blaming tiff for this thing when like the phrasing mm -hmm. She said, she said, I, I'm probably mangling this, but she said, you called the police at me. And I think that phrasing mm-hmm. of just completely lacking, taking any responsibility for how that situation happens and just being mm-hmm. like, you called the police at me. And I was just like, oh, no. <sighs> Buck wild. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but this is the appeal, isn't it? This is the appeal of, of these shows. Sort of. Yeah. Um, again, I truly think it, it was a travesty that they let Mildred come on and and speak to that herself. I don't think she was entitled to do that. Um, but uh, you know, what can you do? Uh, side note: another thing I'm mad at Netflix about is that um, during the main show and also the reunion they did not specify anybody's pronouns and not everybody used she her pronouns they didn't care they just kept she hurring everybody uh which was even even people in the couples i think you in the original couples would you well and, and it's it's a little bit of a gray area because again there you know there's two years in between the original filming mm-hmm. and the reunion filming and i'm pretty sure at least one of the people who uses they them pronouns that was in that in between point but it was truly like you know netflix is doing promotions on twitter and tiktok and i assume facebook and instagram like there are opportunities for them to be better about this and they fumbled that ball hard way less important than the domestic violence stuff but it did personally annoy me (sighs) i'm looking up i told you i had an article with everybody's name so i could keep um I could keep track. Yeah. Doesn't make sense why. <laughs> Netflix. Do you know if this has been a hit for Netflix? 
Um, I don't know that <clears throat> I have was. a good measure of if it's a hit or not. I know that once I started engaging with content on TikTok, there was a lot of it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is more widely po popular so much as um, TikTok knows what I'm into. Um, uh, I feel like, generally speaking, the Netflix reality shows do pretty well. That's why they keep making them. Because I'm thinking of pushing the envelope right yeah of like were there discussions about keeping like keeping the the mildred and tiff stuff there or not um because you didn't have to right but it was like oh this is good you know fuck what you know again we're talking about the 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 network that that did um 13 reasons why and then made two extra seasons for it. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, those conversations happen in the room and it's like, fuck it. This is, you know, some people are going to love this. So let's put it out there. I don't see an announcement for a season three of The Ultimatum yet, but. Um, I mean, given, that, given the timeline, they've probably already filmed seasons three and four. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I do, I do think, thing, right? I think like, you're right. You, there is absolutely yeah. an aspect to it where any engagement is good engagement from the perspective of sh showrunners, producers, executives who get paid big money, right? Is like, even if it's just everybody tweeting and, and making videos about how triggered they were watching the reunion episode because they didn't realize they were going to be talking about inner partner violence um, and watching somebody completely fall apart about it as, as a victim and being like, that's me, that happened to me, um, and, and no warning or anything. Like, people talking about it online is people talking about it online. Even if what they're saying is, I was emotionally harmed by this, they're still talking about it. So that's great, right? Um, I don't agree with that, but uh, there are certainly heartless people who do. Mm -hmm. Whose own livelihoods are tied to that very idea that any engagement is good engagement. And I think of... Um... Fast and the Furious, <laughs> right? You look at like, like you look at the first movie, and you know every movie kicks it up a notch, right? And people used to joke about like, oh, they'll be in space next, and yeah, they did that by the ninth movie, <laughs> right? Um, and then and then you get right, it's like you keep getting bigger, and at some point you're like, well, we've either got to do something completely different, right? Like we got to take a, it's a hard turn, or we need to escalate, and. Again, like it's people's lives, right? That are like are on display, and it's just, oh, I don't, yeah. Again, this is why I don't watch them. But again, I understand the drama. Like, I, I, I wonder how how often people do think. I imagine it goes both ways. Where one, you, there's, um, what are the fake relationships that we have? Uh, what's it called? Um, parasocial parasocial mm -hmm. right right there, it's a type of parasocial relationship where you're like oh like i know that they're real but they're not really real to you right like there's like this conscious piece of it of like if it was scripted would you be as invested probably not because you you know certain people are like oh this is <gasps> i'd be less invested next, because right? it's bad writing <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah 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 and you know of course these are these are real people so some of them are being more authentic. Again, still very heavily edited. You're never going to get a full picture of a person from any reality TV show or mm -hmm. documentary. That, that it, it, can, it cannot hold a whole human being. It's a failure of the medium. Um, but there are also people who are more willing to be actors. I mean, there are absolutely people who try and get on these reality TV shows because they are trying to jumpstart their acting career. Um, mm -hmm. And anything on your CV is better than nothing. So, uh, you know, you've got, you've got a whole gradient of people who are showing more of themselves intentionally versus showing more of themselves accidentally versus showing a facade intentionally. 
accidentally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a book I like called um, Everything Bad is Good for You. It came out like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. I don't know. And there's a whole chapter on reality TV. And mm-hmm. it the case that, that the author makes is that the appeal of seeing people expressing genuine emotion is something that you can't really get from from fiction. And so it can serve as exposure and almost like emotional training in a way to be able to observe um, human beings having genuine emotions. And um, I always try to think about that, right? Where I'm like, and and that's part of the appeal as well. Absolutely. Especially if if you don't have a lot of, social support a big social network you don't you don't interact with many people often or you're like stuff either your life is so shitty right or 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 it's just kind of boring right like there's different (laughs) different versions of it where it's like oh like this kind of stuff never happens to me it doesn't happen to most people right but there's (laughs) there's it's like you're exercising that emotional muscle yeah um while, while watching and so i've always thought that that's that's good and that's why i think it's it's with clients i was like yeah no like well what show are we talking about right and and that you can relate or that you can whatever you feel about about this stuff i mean those are crazy situations but it's it's i I think that's part of why it is engaging for people is because it is on one hand an opportunity to be uh extremely judgmental of other people without getting any sort of negative social blowback at you because there's a screen in between, you're fine. Um, but it is also an opportunity for you to imagine yourself in these situations and being like, I would never do that. Or like, ooh, I agree with you. I would have said the exact same thing. And that's like beneficial to our brains. That's why we engage with stories so much. Um, that, again, it's just circling back to like yeah, the yeah. the morality and ethics of reality tv show is is questionable but there is a clear benefit and a reasoning why people engage with it so much yeah 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 and i mean with that the morality and ethics about it like i sometimes i feel bad but also like i'm like these people signed up for this and they knew what they were getting into especially in a show that has had multiple seasons of a thing um it pisses me off with when i'm watching things like hgtv reality shows where they're flipping houses too it's like you're arguing with this person about what the design is for the house and all these other things don't you know this is how the show goes like um but you you can't fully prepare i don't think for exactly what is going on but you decided to sign a contract um but i don't know yeah i mean i I don't know like as therapists right you sign a contract kind of right that you're gonna come in and you're gonna work on some stuff Mm -hmm. you don't expect that you're gonna go into this deeper trauma that you never thought about and you're gonna feel emotions right it's like it's one of those things where you have expectations going in and Mm -hmm. but then here it's like your whole your life is being recorded and will be shared and will be edited and Yeah, and, yeah, and most a- of the people on the show, because what happened with Tiff and Mildred happened after the show, between the, yeah. the ending of the show and the reunion, most of the people who were on the show actually said they liked the experience and like learned something from the experience um, and got something out of it. <laughs> Even if it screwed up their lives, it's like, at least I know now. (laughs) I mean, I really felt like all of the people saying that also did a bunch of therapy. And it was just like, after working through it, it has been overall a positive experience because I've exhibited so much growth. And it's like, yeah, you exhibited growth because you were being crushed under Netflix's foot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. If if someone's listened this far and they they they're still not sure if they want to watch the show, okay, just know that when I watched the 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 reunion episode again, I didn't watch anything in between. There was a part where they said, "Okay, everyone, we need to talk about 
finger gate. <laughs> and I was you like, we don't. Finger we gate. actually don't what? need to talk about finger gate. We never need to talk about it. I wish you hadn't called it that. And also that the host said that and she looked so uncomfortable saying that. Uncomfortable. She's, uncomfortable she's like, I'm, con- right I'm contractually obligated she's to like, say I this line, say but I think mm-hmm. I am also going to throw up afterwards. And then the people involved in that, including one of our villains, I was like, I, I was like, I wanted to leave the room, and I wasn't in the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and it was one of those situations where they they portrayed Vanessa as a manipulative narcissist, um, and I'm not going to agree or disagree with that statement. <laughs> so, oh, and 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 I'm going to yeah, no, 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 you know you. <laughs> Therapist hats off here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just, it's just a lot. Um, <laughs> there, you said like, oh, you know what you're signing up for, and I, I disagree with that to an extent because mm-hmm. it's like you know you're. It may be hard to comprehend because I'm sure there's a lot of manipulation and sales, Ian, and like, like you're oh, trying yeah. to convince people to do this, like a timeshare um, thing, yeah, like a timeshare for sure, for sure. <laughs> And and much like a timeshare, things are staged and like they interview people enough to have an idea of or, or a hope for how they will be on the show. And you hire mm-hmm. the villains deliberately, right? And you hire like different personalities so that they clash, right? Like mm-hmm. this is this is documented stuff, right? Like this oh, is yeah. this is the recipe. For, and for they make good sure that TV. there are multiple people that each one of these people could click with to be able. I read something about the casting. Yeah. They want to make sure that there's at least somebody they're going to click with and be compatible with. Um, and the opposite although, as well. <laughs> and the opposite as well uh, to get those those moments. And I think they did, especially with that couple, uh, with um, Xander and Vanessa. They portrayed Xander as a saint. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa as the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but imagine Xander's still again, a saint. For, it's it's for, fine. <laughs> but but uh, again, I, mean, I know, again, I know. I didn't watch the whole series. I don't know these people, right? I'm using I'm using Vanessa as an example. But mm-hmm. imagine being Vanessa mm-hmm. getting hired for the show. And in that first episode, she's like, I just really get along with people, you know, like like people and she's just like kind of bubbly. So you have no like it's it's the thing that you don't know that they hired you to be the villain. Like you don't know that they hired. They could have hired other people mm-hmm. like you. I don't know. And you would maybe. have had like a support. <laughs> maybe, group, maybe. Right? But in the, in one of the maybe. next Again, episodes, I'm- she says something like, "I just came on this show because like, why would Xander leave me? I'm I'm pretty oh. <laughs> like that." Again, again, that, that doesn't that, me up. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean that like she, she knew that she's. They, they gave the impression, and other people who were there got the impression that she was there. To get famous, she said she was an influencer. Like she was there, she was yeah. acting. You know, I, I again, they, think... they could have had eight people like her, right? And then she wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have been the villain, right? Like, like, but no, imagine, but like, the real villain is Mildred. <laughs> but get it? But again, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to say, like, imagine being recruited and you don't know that you were hired to be the oh, villain, yeah. to be the antagonist. I do, I do, and then you put in a situation that, that is like, a oh. terrifying it's thing true. to think about. But I do also <laughs> yeah. know with certainty that there. Are absolutely people who want to be that because that gets mm-hmm. you a lot of screen time. Oh yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. I I yeah. won't speak either either direction for Vanessa specifically, yeah. but I yeah. if, but, if yeah. it did come out where she's like, I knew I was going to be the villain in the in the beginning of the season, and who could have seen the the reunion coming? Um, I yeah. I would believe her if she said she was in on it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I would also believe her if she's, I mean, she, she has been pretty open, uh, post the reunion being, you know, people are like, do, how do you feel about the way that you were edited? And she's pretty on, on the nose bowers. Like you don't really get to control that part. And, you know, it, it is a weird experience because in your day-to-day life, you, you say stuff, you do things with your body, and you, you don't – that doesn't get saved. You don't save that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but when it is recorded and it is played and it is repeated and it is clipped together by other people, like, that thing is over and over and over. It, it 
And then repeated and memed on TikTok a million times. It forces a level of self-awareness that most people never have to deal with. Um, So Mm -hmm. I do think that 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 it's... I don't like Vanessa, but I do respect that she's been open about that aspect of being like, I I don't have control over it. It's weird to see the way that I behaved in those moments. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't don't regret doing it. It's like, okay, I can can respect that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, I realized while we were talking that it fits this the show fits the the Marvel formula. We've got the the, the villain throughout, and then the sleeper villain. <laughs> uh, coming soon to Disney Plus, the ultimatum: colon Marvel love. <laughs> okay. The ultimatum: Avengers. There's a whole ultimate universe of uh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. All right, folks, um, pitch your Marvel cast for (laughs) the next season of The Ultimatum. I look forward. I look forward to it. Any any final uh, words on 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 reality TV Um, or or, you know, queer love, The Ultimatum? The ultimatum queer I love co- queer colon. love. I don't love the ultimatum. I'm mad at Netflix. That's my final statement. Yeah. <laughs> Laura? I want more queer reality shows, I think. Yes. More queer reality so, shows. That's actually so that's that, the this loophole. Is not the, if if mm-hmm. Netflix puts out 30, 40 more seasons of queer shows, then I won't have anything to complain about. That's not true. I would still find that's something. That's not true. You'd still <laughs> complain, but you would also be happy that there was that so much representation. Happy. I would be so happy. It, it was nice to, I mean, yes, I watched Tequila when I was younger, but like, it was nice to see people like me again, because Danny was like almost the only, I think only the, the only butch person on that show. Um, but people like me on a show and the drama in the sapphic community is always wonderful. So we knew what they would bring it. Um, but I, I would like more. I would like to see more. Because um, if we're going to torture the straight people, why not Why not also torture the queers? And that's exactly. equality. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I want to I wanna wrap this up by saying something that I haven't said in like two years, and I'm so happy. So on the latest episode of black mirror <laughs> there is oh something very relevant okay <sighs> the first episode of season six okay is called joan is awful now let me tell you the premise of joan is awful joan goes to work one day and a few things happen that are not great she gets home that day she hasn't had a good day she sits down and on a platform called streamberry which is it's like it's netflix it's the same it's everything right it's called streamberry there's a show called joan is awful and joan starts watching it and joan is awful is portraying her life from that day in the morning step by step portrayed by other people and um i I love black mirror very very much and um basically the episode the premise of the episode is that um so much of our information is already out there right like like we don't have a camera crew with us but we are recorded constantly and we have things hearing us and all that and how much of that information is actually ours right like you're giving vanessa's example of like well i signed away this stuff and it's weird and i don't have control of that but then imagine to the extreme that everything that you know all these devices and our phones and the computers are are listening Mm -hmm that Netflix could then just go and say, hey, I'm going to make a show about it. And since technology is this good, we can just make the show almost in real time using AI and the digital, and like like Bruce Willis signed away the rights to his digital um, self, like to be, to be appear in movies. Grimes has open sourced her voice, right? To use, and so, right? So, um, and then it just, ima- imagine a world where they could, your whole life could just be and also dramatized because it's a one hour episode of an entire day. And the episode is called Joan is awful. I mean, and the show is called Joan awful inside the episode because, and they make that argument. That's like, well, that's what people like. 
we tried, you know, we tried to make, you know, Joan is amazing and Joan is great and nobody, nobody was interested. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to make these shows where, and it's so, it's so sad that that's like what sells more. If you're, if you're in a capitalist uh, economy, right? Uh, society. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to make money. That's how you do it. If you're NPR and you're publicly funded and you know, you can, you can make this as Amer- this American life. <laughs> but uh, if you're trying to make money, sell something to Netflix or, or get more subscribers, you feed off of the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you do feed off the drama. Although a lot of people loved Yoli and Xander. <laughs> uh, but that's a story for another I feel day. like Yoli got kind of villainous at the oh, end. She did. Um, I did. I, did. I was going to bring up too. Yoli as like, she seemed like Mildred's ally at the end. Oh, yes. And I was yeah, like, she's caught some heat yeah, for that exactly. too. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. She's, <laughs> See, she's I can't, I don't do this to me. I don't want to get this involved. She's the sleeper henchman. She's the sleeper henchman, right? Like, I don't want to be this invested. I don't, I don't. I'm done. You're going to go back and watch oh, the whole no. thing. I will not. I will not. I will not. Um, I or will just not. watch all the TikToks. Yeah, just, Absolutely just not. watch the TikToks. Again, I mean, I mean, again, I brought up that Black Mirror episode because this connects to so many different things. Just the yeah. the editing piece, the the people's lives being on display, uh-huh. and, and it's just drama it's, selling, and yep. the drama selling. Right? Yep. It's all. Yep. I mean, yep. I think there's a lot of stuff point. Uh, being touched on there, and um, who knows what the future will hold. No it's usually knows. whatever Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, tune, tune in next week for our Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of the connection until like mm-hmm. halfway through this episode. I was like, oh, this is exactly what, <laughs> what the episode is about. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. Let us know, um, you know, what, what your favorite moments from the ultimate for. <laughs> what pissed you off or, um, you know, what reality TV shows you like, why you like them, why you don't like them. Join the conversation in our community spaces. All those links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. We'll be back next week. Bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.